single-handedly over here, Trista Crick has been sabotaging the Lakers and has now said that she's going to sabotage all of the things that involve the Eagles. Everything from MVP for Jalen Hurts to their Super Bowl chances to everything. And the kiss of death has worked so far. So I am. I am the Crick of death. You know what? That may be the segment we now have, and then it's just going to be which team. Who who are we betting on to fade? Who are you sabotaging? You put out that negative energy in the universe, and then you come back, and that's all that it is. Like Medusa. (laughs) <laughs> you know? Like Medusa. That's what we're just like start, Medusa. We'll start calling you Medusa when you do that. Yeah. Chase Kitty's the host of the Lion's Edge podcast. He joins us now on BetMGM tonight. Uh, I, I want to start with that and, and Jalen Hurts now taking the uh, commanding lead, I guess you could say, at least this week for the MVP odds at minus 165 over at uh, BetMGM right now. Do you see him hanging on to this? Because right now, Josh Allen at 18-1. to 1, I mean, he's still got a chance, plus the Bengals at the end of the season make a statement against Joe Burrow. Where are you on the just the overall MVP market in the NFL right now? I guess you would label me a Jalen Hurts doubter. or uh, I guess uh, there's not a lot of nuance in this. You're either a lover or a hater, so I guess yeah. I'm a hater. Uh, I think what he's done is awesome. I think the Eagles have a real shot to end up 16-1. and 1. And if they're sitting there at 16-1 and one at the end and he's got all these massive offensive numbers, he's going to have a great case. He will be well-deserving if he does win it. I guess I'm just a naturally conservative person when we come to some of these conversations. So I, I'm a little cautious sticking my neck out and immediately saying, yeah, I think this guy's definitely going to get MVP when they don't previously have the resume to kind of be in that conversation. I guess I'm a little more traditional Josh Allen, we've seen it multiple seasons. Patrick Mahomes, we've seen it multiple seasons. So I think the case that you guys laid out for Josh Allen's great. I think I even talked about it a little bit last week about how it lays out, how you can buy low. He's, you know, he's this consummate favorite earlier in the season. Buffalo has the inside track to the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. So the path is there. And you're talking about Jalen Hurts at minus 165 versus Josh Allen at 18 to one. I think the case for the value there is clear. But, I mean, Hertz will definitely deserve it if it does end up going to him. Uh, but that's that's sort of a separate talk show conversation than the numbers-based conversation in the betting market. So PJ said, Chase, that this board is his favorite board he's ever seen in the NFL this, this upcoming weekend. How do you feel about this board? I mean, it's it's all right. I don't I don't know if I'm there, with page. there was one a couple weeks ago that I really liked, and I I don't know if I'm ever going to go like favorite ever. But uh, I mean, it's a good board. There's some numbers I like. I I want to hear what what PJ really likes if if it's his favorite board ever. Peach, can you drop in here? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, Chase, this board is just, it's fantastic. There, where do I even <laughs> He's begin? He's so giddy about where this. Where do I even begin? Well, Seattle <laughs> on Thursday night, plus three and a half. They just take like that Seattle. to the bank right now. I mean, Brock Purdy, rookie quarterback on the road in a short week. Give me that. Who's playing uh, DB for San Francisco in that game? Chase, it doesn't matter if it's you or I. Seattle's still covering that spread. I don't know, though. They do have a bunch of injuries. Uh, it might I, be you or I. Yeah, it might be you. It might be us. It might be us. I like the Steelers as well against Carolina. I like the Jets against the Lions. I like uh, the Patriots. I like the Titans, the Bucks, and the Giants. Those are my games that I like. It's funny that you say that about this weekend and all the games you like are all the games I kind of want to stay away from. I think I like (laughs) all the games that you didn't mention. So that's an interesting yin-yang that you've got going on there. Sharing is caring. It's a collaborative process. A lot of parlays have been won, Chase, by basically me saying, Ryan, what's your favorite? 
What's your favorite play on the board in the NFL? Mm-hmm. PJ, what's your favorite on the board in the NFL? What's mine? Fate, Sometimes I even hit you up, Chase. And then you just literally, all I need is one. One prop, one side, one total. From any game, anywhere, any sport. And the NFL is like that, I think, a little bit too. What is your take, though, just in general, about how how last week shook out? Like, were you surprised uh, at how San Francisco was able to seamlessly integrate Brock Purdy into their offense? Or is that sort of much to do about nothing because that's what Shanahan does? Uh, I was not surprised at all. I think in some ways it's kind of like a, you know, a tabula rasa when it comes to getting a new quarterback in there that doesn't have the baggage that historically or injury wise of Garoppolo, you don't, uh, you know, Trey Lance is awesome. Like I, I have nothing bad to say about Trey Lance. I watched him a ton in North Dakota state because JMU and North Dakota state had that fun little national rivalry for a few years. So he's awesome. But in some ways, when you get a guy like Lance who has this immaculate, but very specific skill set, and you're Kyle Shanahan, you kind of have to draw toward what he does when you have Brock Purdy, you get to go to him and say, this is the system. Run the system. Don't get creative. I'm the creative one. You just execute things as they're called for you. So I, I'm not surprised at all because it's it's not like the Packers offense where Aaron Rodgers is the centerpiece and he's the center of gravity. Everything kind of revolves around him. It's it's in some ways the perfect system for uh, the perfect guy for what Shanahan wants to do because he's not the star. Uh, I, I talked a little bit last year about, or last week about how I loved the San Francisco spot. I thought they were going to win going away because Tampa hadn't been an underdog in like 28 straight games. So, I, I mean, that was like my favorite play of the month that San Francisco was going to cover that game. I wasn't surprised at all, no. So, just to follow up on that, do you think then that there's no real scenario where San Francisco, San Francisco gets an elite quarterback because Shanahan wants someone sort of middle of the road to implement his creativity or do you think someone like Aaron Rodgers is a fit because he's gone after him pretty aggressively uh it's an interesting question I I think of course there there are scenarios where it could happen I think the question I would ask is if, if I'm Kyle Shanahan the recent history of the league is you win the Super Bowl if you have a cheap quarterback or your quarterback's name is Tom Brady so I wouldn't necessarily be looking, again, this is me speaking, if I'm running that team, I have a great system. We know it's a system that can get to NFC Championship games and Super Bowls. I don't want to go find some awesome quarterback I have to pay $30 million to that that's, I think is going to put me over the edge. I want to get on that rookie deal with an effective, cheap quarterback, spend money in other places like offensive tackle and defensive end and cornerback that we know historically if you put your money in those positions, that's how you win Super Bowls. I want to spread the money around rather than trying to pay 15% of my salary cap to a quarterback. Yeah, the quarterbacks just keep getting more expensive. Even with the salary cap going up, it's like you still got to pay them so much when it gets to that point. And we've seen the success, obviously, with guys like Russell Wilson years ago and Patrick Mahomes early on in Kansas City before he got paid. Uh, Speaking of Kansas City, they're 14-point favorites on the road at Houston. Another big line, the Texans, we know, for a team that's a one-win team, pretty decent at covering and, and the other side of things Kansas City's 4-8-1 and one against the spread I'm tempted to take Houston in this game plus 14 can Houston cover against Kansas City because it seemed crazy against Dallas too 
Yeah, I, I would be on Kansas City if I'm betting this game. It's a big number. Houston, this year, when they've been given big numbers, they've generally covered them. So I, I think the history is on your side of this, not my side of this. Mm -hmm. They get a big number as a home dog against uh, Philadelphia on Thursday night. They cover that. They almost went outright as a 17-point dog against Dallas last week. I just think in this spot, it's I mean, it's like right after it. I think the majority of public tickets are are on Houston plus the 14 right now, which is always a spot that I'm going to want to stay away from. So I, I think talent gap, it's going to be hard at some point for Houston to be competitive in a spot like this. Dallas was, I think, due for a flat game. I think after uh, after you win at Minnesota by a million points, it is so easy to show up the next week and look past a team that's won 12 and one or whatever Houston was going into that game. So I think maybe that was more a spot about Dallas than it was about Houston. And that's to take nothing away from the Texans because I mean, they really played a good game. That, that was not some cavalcade of errors that, that the Cowboys made. And they just kind of handed Houston a competitive spot. Like they played really well. I'm just struggling to see them doing that two weeks in a row against another really, really good team. That's a, a top end competitor. I would lay the points with Kansas city. A team I'm pretty curious to get your take on Chase is the Lions. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people were scratching their heads as to why the Lions were favored at home against the 10-win Viking team, and it was really never close, right? Just kind of an ass-whooping. And now they go to New York, they play the Jets. They're a one-point dog, basically a pick -em. The total is 44-and-a-half. Sort of an interesting spot, right, because you've got a Lions offense that's very, very potent. Defense has been quite leaky. Uh, Jets are sort of the opposite, and we don't even know if Mike White's going to play. I think I've been on Detroit six or seven straight weeks. Um, I, and I, it's it's not, I don't think, some great handicapping for me in this particular case. I think a little bit of it is luck. I just happen to pick up on the right you know, side, the right stats, the right trends at the right moment. I bet them against the Dolphins. I thought they looked better. I just pretty much carried it all the way through, all the way up until last week. And last week was really when I started thinking, is it time to jump off the train? The Detroit, the hype is starting to circle back around. I thought, no, they're they're a favorite over a 10-win team, and they're a 5-win team. The market is telling us something. So I bet them one more week. They rewarded me again. Now it really feels like the hype consensus is is, is getting ahead of its skis. Uh, I I the problem with betting this game is is it's exactly what you guys laid out. Who is playing quarterback for the Jets? Because if I have to bet on Joe Flacco and the Jets against a Detroit team that really seems like it's playing with confidence and knows what it's doing right now and is throwing passes to pass eligible Pene Sewell and like all this crazy <laughs> stuff that they're doing. That's I mean the just the sack that you have to have to do some of this stuff is outstanding and I, I i love watching it and hats off to dan campbell and everybody on that coaching staff because this really is like impressive turnaround to watch but i feels like they're due for a loss they're way overdue for a loss at this point and it feels silly to say stuff like that but it's an 18 game season like everybody is due at some point that's just how this stuff goes it's an up and down league I just can't sign up right now to bet with Joe Flacco. So I lean Jets, but I need to know more information about who's available and who's going to play. And maybe waiting it out, we get a better number with the Jets in the long run because the Detroit hype train could, could just keep going all week and that number could move toward them.
Yeah, and if you look at the lines now, I mean, they're in playoff contention again. They're 6-7. and seven. You've obviously got other teams in front of them, like the Giants falling back, and the Seahawks now are still fighting for that spot. The Commanders, like, there's a big jumble between, like, the 7-5 and five and the 6-7 and seven teams. What type of chances do you give the Lions to actually make a playoff run and then get in? I think they're plus 240 over at BetMGM to make the playoffs right now. Yeah, I wish I had. I've been so good at, at playing live playoff numbers this year, and I, I have so many. I got a the one that's awesome is I have a Cowboys plus two eighty five from oh. really early in the year. So I mean, that's just automatic. I've got. But everybody Seahawks. wrote them off. Everybody wrote them off when Dak was out. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, yep. you're looking at the defense going. I, this is a playoff caliber defense, and it's really a championship caliber defense. So I think it could get there. I've got the Seahawks to make the playoffs at like nine to one. That's another early one. I've got Atlanta. That one seems dead, but I guess everybody's alive for the NFC South. So you never know. Uh, come on, Desmond Ritter, let's go. Uh, so I've got all these tickets, but the one I really I think I missed on was the Lions because I saw what was happening with them. I saw the trajectory. But I, I saw it as more of a week-to-week opportunity than a season-long opportunity. I think if you want to get on, you got to get on now, right? Uh, but the problem is it, it feels to me total gut call. Uh, it feels to me like they're going to get really, really close but still come up short. Uh, so you've already missed, the obviously, the best of the number when they were 2-7 and seven or whatever they were. Uh, but there's still value there if you think they can get all the way there. I'm a little bit skeptical with what the schedule is and just you know natural regression. I think they're going to get close, but ultimately miss. Chase Kitty, host of the Lions Edge podcast. Make sure you download and subscribe that. Good talking to you as always, man. Thanks for coming on. See you guys.